y'all this was a movement. We tuned in for another episode of Industry Thursdays. I'm your host, Andres, and we have a special guest in the building. We are focusing on real estate this time. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and pay some bills. Uh, COVID-19 testing. If anybody out there needs COVID-19 testing, you can hit up McCain Labs. <clears throat> they offer the antibody test, the five-day test, which is free, and then they also have another test that's $25. I can't remember what that test is, but they're located at 1546A Rocky Creek Road, Macon, Georgia, 31206, over there in the, what's that, the Piggly Wiggly parking lot. Um, the new number is 478-703-7554. That is 478-703-7554. So anybody out there, you need COVID testing. They also do other tests as well, parental, parental testing. What else they do? They do a whole lot of stuff. So yeah, shout out to McCain Labs. They're out there doing it. First black uh, lab. Yeah, she does. She does, <laughs> she does it all. <laughs> so shout out to them. Uh, everybody out there, the web-based app for the Bank That Radio Show is live. So all you got to do is go to appapp.bankthatradioshow.com, and you'll be able to log in and see all the wonderful features. Check out that loyalty program, too. Uh, there's a lot of offers on there right now, especially with the cook shop, the slum child clothing. I can't even remember else that's on there, but there's some more stuff on there. More loyalty programs being added weekly. So, yeah, definitely uh, check that out and keep supporting. Uh, support all the other um, shows, too, um, on the Bank That Radio Show as well. But let's go ahead and get into it. Bria, welcome. Welcome back. Hi, Mr. Cook. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great. Doing wonderful. That's great. Uh, I think it's been like two years. I think I last seen around 2018 or 2019. Well, we did do. I did do that short interview for the uh, the women's women, yeah empowerment. So that was 2019. Yeah, it was 2019. Pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, canceled uh, last year's, which you know it's understandable. Which sucks, but you know it's understandable. Um, so you've made a transition. You used to have the um, black rose glam boutique. <laughs> I know it's a long name. Yeah, Black Rose, Boutique <laughs> and Glam Shop. Shop. And now you're a realtor. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah. That's some dope commercials, by the way. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so, what what was that transition like as far as going from, you know, because those are two different industries. One's, you know, retail and customer driven. So, like, it's quantity to make the money or whatever. Right. The other one is not so much quantity, it's about quality. In my opinion, I'm, I'm, that's, that's just my observation. I agree. Um, it was a really 
swift transition, unexpected. I guess, mm. you know, life has turbulence, ups and downs. And really, mm. I, you know, I love the retail. I love the beauty industry. Yeah. I was always a girly girl into makeup and things. But I was never a beautician or a makeup artist or anything. Uh-huh. So you keep talking. it was kind of like I was trying to find my purpose. So the shop, you know, was the thing I thought was my purpose. That's why I opened it. I was like, you know, I need an outlet, a place for women to come work and to make money and mm-hmm. to build something. And I thought that was what I was supposed to do. And so, um, but then well, it was two years um, of opening. I think we were going steady. We were increasing. And something just, you know, came to me. God kind of spoke to me and was like, you know, it's time for this chapter to end. And we're about to go a new direction. So... Um, like I said, around our two year anniversary time, uh-huh. I I kept seeing for sale signs everywhere. So I was like, "What in the world?" Yeah. Before I saw those, before I opened the shop, I actually uh-huh. took the real estate test. I failed the test, uh-huh. and I was like, I'm not- I, "I heard that test is really hard, though." Yeah, I quit. I was like, "I'm not doing this." <laughs> then, I mean, that actually leads me to uh, some of my questions because I've interviewed another realtor. Um, she hasn't. I don't think at the time she had passed the uh, license yet, but she was prepping for the test and she was telling me about how intensive it is. And then my brother-in-law, I think he's getting into it and he's saying like, there's training videos and stuff that he has to watch and it's like 75 hours worth. Right. Oh, so, so it is that intensive. It is intensive. And they, you know, they, it's set up, the test is set up for you to fail. Of course, this mm-hmm. is basically law. I heard that too. Yeah. It's laws and the, the answers are so close together. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Sally would do this, or Sally would not do that, or mm-hmm. Sally would do this this kind of way. Yeah, and it's like you know the material, but you gotta yeah. know the material. Exactly, you gotta know like you know this particular description from yeah yeah definitely to get that. So, you, did you eventually pass this, or are you still in the process? Of, of course, <laughs> you can't be a realtor, <laughs> or you can't come. Well, I didn't know if you could like work up under somebody else. You can't. Okay, okay, you have okay. To be licensed. Oh, okay. To complete a real estate transaction, you have to hold a license. So you got your license now. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, because, you know, like I said, that's our accomplishment. As long as you do it. I'm like, there's people who, you know, go to college two, three, four times or whatever right. and probably, you know, get to the uh, end. So you do residential? So when you hold a license, you're uh-huh. able to do residential or commercial. You can go uh-huh. down whatever, whichever yeah, avenue you want. want. Okay. Or you can do both. Um, a lot of people like to, if I'm going to do residential, I want to stay residential. I do, it's two different types of contracts. Yeah. And not saying you can't do both, but uh-huh. most people generally pick one. I mean, yeah. I'm capable mm-hmm. of doing a commercial transaction yeah. or a residential. But since mm-hmm. I'm new into it, I said mm-hmm. I wanted to down pack, you know, get the residential down pack and then work on commercial. So how was it? Uh, I guess because I'm under the impression of going through the information that what I've seen. I guess you work with a a real estate company. Yeah. So once you get licensed, you go to a brokerage. Like okay. Big Clinton Company is a brokerage. Mm-hmm. Which owns like an a lot of property here in Macon. Yeah. Keller Williams. I started with them. Now with a company called Topstone Company. Uh-huh. And it's a small boutique brokerage, but I like small. Yeah. You know, I'm a small business owner at yeah. heart. Yeah. So being with a a smaller company is more comfortable to me. It's more okay. like, you know, that love and that. Yeah, the nurturing yeah. environment. I love the environment. Okay, so how long have you been with them now? I've been with them almost a year in August. I mean, in April, I'm sorry. will be a year. Oh, okay, so it's coming up on a year. Yeah, at Top Stone Company. And we're located at 2208 Ingleside Avenue. So okay, right so. by CGR Bank. There's some little offices there. Oh, downtown. I'm saying the thing in the English side over there with like the pizza place and stuff. Well, yeah, just not as far down. Okay. No, oh, no, no. I was I was thinking like English side where, you know, where that Jamaican restaurant That's is. That's where we are. Oh, We're okay. Right so we think, there. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking about the right location. Yeah, you are. Anybody out there, if y'all got any questions, go ahead and type them in. We'll answer them. Uh, well, I'll read them and she'll answer them. Right. I don't know anything about real estate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know so much. I'm sure you know something. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I know something, but it's not my forte. It's something that I wouldn't want to dive into because it's not what I'm passionate about. Right. And that's important. Um, exactly. That's why so, I closed the shop. Yeah. Okay. So, I, like, how 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 did that become, like, your new passion, though? 
Well, I think I was kind of chasing something. Like I was looking for something. When I opened the shop, I was like, I know I got some money. I want to invest in something. And mm-hmm. I know I love makeup. I love looking yeah. pretty. So I was like, okay, this is my passion. Yeah. But I didn't know anything about makeup. Yeah. Same. I really didn't know anything about real estate either, mm-hmm. but something inside of me was mm-hmm. pulling me towards it. And I've always been attracted to real estate. I think I was just afraid that mm-hmm. I could not pass that test and I couldn't get to that point. So mm-hmm. I kind of just put real estate on the back front. Like I said, I took mm-hmm. the classes in 2015. Mm, I didn't right. pass the test. Yeah. So I quit. I yeah. gave up on it. Yeah. I, like I knew back then, it's yeah. something I was interested in. Yeah. I was like, okay, the shop easy. I can go open the shop. You know. So where was where was the reinvigorating moment then? Because you quit, so something had to like kickstart that again. It was just. Or was it a series of just stuff? No, it's like I always was interested. You know, watching HGTV, mm. on TV, like when okay, you, so yeah, okay. I kinda, but I yeah. didn't. I never met a realtor. I never uh-huh. had a family member in real estate, so yeah. I never knew anything about it. Yeah. So I started, you know, of course, doing some little YouTube research and stuff. Mm. And I was like, I think I just, you know, do this. And people mm-hmm. have told me actually before I even got into it, like a couple people throughout my life have told me I should go into real estate. Okay, so, okay, I can see that sitting there and just, you know, having the moment of clarity where you start to, you see all these pieces and you start to see that, okay, th- this is the puzzle, this is the bigger picture. Right. Okay. So, since you've been doing it, um, what have you experienced that you necessarily didn't think you would come across or that it was like, you know, maybe it's a little hurdle or a speed bump or a pitfall in that industry that you didn't you know, you didn't have knowledge of because sometimes, you know, we go through stuff and we don't really learn about the industry until we're actually in it. Every day is a new <laughs> life lesson. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, like, it really, and I've, I've learned that something really has to be your passion for you to get to the point where no matter what, you still put your all into it. Mm-hmm. No matter what obstacle comes up, no matter what test or what fight for yeah. you to continuously get up and push through it that's your passion like no matter what i know this is where i'm supposed to be and i know i have to succeed in doing this so every time and i mean i think i've sold close to like 20 houses so far oh so. wow you know a lot though yeah I got two my own horn. So that is great for a rookie. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going for rookie of the year. Okay. Even though I'm with some of these new company, I am pursuing to be rookie of the year. And mm-hmm. I was a realtor thing. So 20 houses in, since you've been with them? Since I, well, in all. Since okay. I've been but, in real estate. So, so, so they that's count been like I, about, what, two years now? Yeah, so almost two years. So two 10 years. houses a year, basically, you're closing a house almost every month. Right. Which is, to me, sounds like an awesome feat. <laughs> because... I remember the show uh, Girlfriends. Oh yeah, and I love the, Tony. Yeah, her. <laughs> she was a real estate person, and like they would give snippets of the industry. And I talked to other real estate people, and it's like your income fluctuates. They do. So you have to be prepared to like, because if you close on a, a, a higher priced house. Yeah, it might be able to pay your bills for like six months. Right. But you might not close again. <laughs> Another six months. Yeah, exactly. So, so you have to really budget. That's so important. So to, to close a house once a uh, month, pretty much, that, to me, that sounds awful. Yeah, that is a question. So, yeah, like you go back to the question when you said what was unexpected for me. Yeah, definitely the income, because most of the time when people work, they Go to work, they get a paycheck. Yeah, so used to that security. I can go show a person 20 houses and they not buy the house and I don't get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, of course, I don't, and this is one thing I really can say, I really don't do real estate for money because Mm -hmm. I know the money's going to come as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Whatever I'm aligned to do, like we're going to make the passion, Uh whatever you put out in the universe is going to come back to you. So if I put my all, my love, my dedication, my knowledge, my effort into each transaction, each client, I know yeah. it's going to pay off. That's what's up. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to get to a song real quick. So anybody out there, if y'all want to call in, dial in 917-889-8041. And you can ask the questions. We'll put you live on air with Ms. Breon Rozier, who is a realtor licensed. You know, not out here, you know, <laughs> trying to do something that you can't do. Right. Uh, but let's see here. Let's get into, you know, my always go-to guy is my boy um, Billy Slum. So, y'all dial in. 
I swear, like, every time I step in this booth, it's like, it's like therapy for me, bro. You know, even if it ain't nothing but just, 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 just spill out what's in your heart. You know? So these are my thoughts. Mama tell me why this world don't love me. The ones that look like me, main ones that want to slug me. Grew up with a chip on his shoulder, now he's thugging. A peek behind the wall, you see he had no one to hug him. And kids in the hood only imitate what they see. So who am I to judge? Shit, at one point that was me. That's where I'm from, you was either chopping down a quarter key. Around for your hood and down to die for your street. Rather find it in between. And so the pendulum begins to swing. My cousins off to success into the streets I would lean. Mug on me. Pain in my heart, still living through the trauma I ain't ashamed of my scars But maybe through my heartache I can save one of y'all From falling flat on your face, I swear that pavement is hard A lot of loss, a lot of lessons, these are my confessions This rap shit is a blessing cause it snatched me out the ashes of a burning road I swear my heart was turning cold, so numb to the bullshit Cause I done seen it all before I used to look up to E, but out the blue he turned on me Got a picture in his mind of who he think I'm supposed to be I trust nothing but this 40, so I keep it close to me can't shake this frame of mind after all that's been showed to me. It's a very cruel world, gotta play the cards you was given. If you wanna say the youth, gotta change their living condition. The children can't even play without worry about getting popped. I fit in the description to get murdered by a cop. It's a lose-lose situation. Imagine trying to stay sane through all the shit you facing. Imagine thinking it's normal when your homie's dying young. Normal to shoot your brother cause of where you from. I swear PTSD got us all living on. I tell it like it is, reporting live from the slum. Yeah. Alright y'all, we are back and that was Village Slum, Black Boy off of Supernatural, definitely a dope project y'all go download the Supernatural project and support all the independent artists, also go download download that app app.bankedoutradioshow.com. Yeah, I don't love the website, too. Um, it's not done, though. But it's dope, though. Well, well, that's a placement site. Oh. Uh, every, uh, with the player on it? Yeah. No, there's a full website behind it. Oh. I just haven't released it yet because I have to still upload all the content. You're just doing your thing. I'm really <laughs> proud of you, though. I appreciate that. But we're here with uh, Mr. Rian Roger, so anybody call in. Or if you're watching Facebook right now, just put your uh, questions up there and we'll be able to answer you about real estate, entrepreneurship, things of that nature. Excuse me, she's well-versed. But, excuse me, I wanted to get into um, what, what, like, what's the structure as far as being a realtor and being with a, a broker? Like, are you responsible for, like, getting your own clientele, marketing, all that stuff? Yeah, you are. So your broker is kind of like your manager and basically just makes mm-hmm. sure all your contracts and stuff are in compliance. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so we pay them. They don't pay us. We pay them. <laughs> so yeah, you pay your broker to manage you, basically. Okay, hold on. Yeah, we pay the broker. <laughs> so it's like I said, it's no paycheck. Uh, so... You go to the office every day and don't uh-huh. do anything. You won't get paid. And you still have to pay her or him for, for being broke. It's the, like a monthly fee or dues or something. But I guess that includes the office space, though, for sure, you yeah. to be able to, like, you know, have a professional setting. Right. But what about house sales then? Like, how does that transaction it goes to them? Yeah, so the check goes to them as well. Even though at the closing we get the check, we take it back to the broker. Uh-huh. And then the broker cuts you your percentage. So, oh, so they, hold on, you pay them and they still get uh, paid out of that, too. Right. That's kind of good to be a broker. But then you have a lot of responsibility to be a broker. You have to make sure everything that your realtor uh-huh. or your agent are doing is legal. Is Anything goes wrong. You're held. Yeah, responsible. Oh, so, okay, so I, I got it then. Y'all got your license and stuff, but say if you're not well-versed in the contract and there's something a little off, you're not really held liable because you're with a broker. Right. Your gotcha. broker is responsible. Responsible. They, they absorb that liability into that for legality and all that. Correct. Wow. I didn't, I didn't realize So, that. yeah, so many people are like, Brian, I want to be a real estate agent. I want to go like, go ahead. You know? <laughs> 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 I, I tell them, like, I get 
get so many messages. Of course, I want mm-hmm. people to do But I don't want people to just look at what I do and just think, oh, I can do this because it's mm-hmm. not easy. I mean, I Well, okay. I, I get that because yeah. I get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People look at all the stuff that I do and think that it's easy, even like building all the stuff that I'm building. And, you know, people don't get to see the the um, the hard work, the pounding the pavement, the calling. I know that, you know what I'm saying, you have to reach out to multiple people like to be able to, you know, like close that, that, that one house that you close, right? It's, it might take like 10, 15, 20, 100 people. Phone calls. <laughs> yeah, to go through. So, like, it's so many, it's, it's always pieces to the puzzle. Uh-huh. And you want to, of course, get that person into the house at the end of the day. And if I yeah. don't get a person, that, which it happens, sometimes you yeah. can't get them into the house. Yeah. Like, I feel so responsible. Like, that whole load of someone buying a house is yeah. on me. Even, yeah. No matter about the bank, no matter about uh-huh. the yeah, broker. You're the one they're dealing else. with. Yeah. Right. And for someone to, you know, entrust you, like, I am very grateful that I have so many clients and so many referrals. All my business really mm-hmm. does come from referrals. And that's what I really do, you know, try to dedicate and try to go hard mm-hmm. and try to do my best because yeah. my reputation is like I'm selling myself each time, not just the house. I'm selling me. <clears throat> exactly, it's you. It's the experience. Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah, that's sips coat. Oh, sips coat. Hey, they need to come in check. But uh, <laughs> what have been some of the uh, best things then that you uh, you would say that um, have happened throughout your journey thus far? The best thing is really the closing table, even though the closing days can be chaotic, mm-hmm. but the when the person gets their keys and after all the hard work, because, I mean, some people have went through bankruptcy, uh-huh. some people have lost jobs in the past, and some people never owned a home, or, uh-huh. you know, these are, a lot, I have a lot of first-time home buyers who uh-huh. generations of not owning anything. For you to actually get your name on the deed, on yeah. the property, you yeah. did that. You got, no matter about me yeah. being your realtor, you put in the work to fix your credit, to save your money for uh-huh. your down payment. And for them to get their keys and get their houses, I always, you know, go visit them afterwards. It's just like, it warms my heart. Like, it's yeah. like the best feeling ever. It's a mighty real moment. It is. You know, in people's lives and stuff. Um, especially when it's your first time. So I'm like, you know, I could I could definitely see that. And if um, when a person sells their house, like some people mm-hmm. grew up in those houses, their parent houses, it kind of gets emotional when they have to sell a property. Yeah. Too. So I love it though. I really feel like this is exactly what I'm supposed to. So this is like yeah. your career for. I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. yeah. I really don't. I mean, I want to, you know, yeah. invest and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to always stay in real estate. So do you, do you think you'll transition to being like starting a brokerage, I guess, firm or whatever? So or? many people ask me right now. I love my broker and I'm comfortable mm-hmm. where I am. Yeah, I'm just I'm saying like you know five ten years down the line. Or I whatever. can't see it. My my main goal actually was to do commercial property and to like if I did a brokerage, I would want to do the only commercial. Okay. So I love selling houses right now, but I don't yeah. want to do selling houses forever. I yeah. really want to be a commercial agent and do more commercial sales and yeah. do more leases for buildings. Like I'm an entrepreneurial yeah. spirit, so I think about when I see a building, uh-huh. I say, "Oh, this could be a nail shop. Oh, this uh-huh. could be a movie theater. Oh, they uh-huh. need to put this type of." I always see the business. Yeah. Like, it always comes to my mind. When yeah, I my wife it. and I were driving around downtown. Actually, I think today was like, yeah, that one, no, that one, no, oh, no, this would be fantastic for, you know, for yeah, all these ideas. I do that and, all the time. Yeah, as, you know, being an entrepreneur, uh, hold on. Uh, let's see, Billy D says, what is your biggest challenge as an African American female in the real estate industry? Um, I was very intimidated. I'm just going to be honest. I was mm-hmm. fearful and intimidated going into real estate because, like I said, I didn't know anything about real estate. Even mm-hmm. though I studied and passed the same test as every other mm-hmm. ethnicity and all that, it's yeah. still like, oh, this is a young black girl. She don't know what she's doing. She yeah. doesn't know anything about this. So yeah. I just, and then when you look at realtors, you know, y'all know how, what we typically see mm-hmm. as the face of real estate. And yeah. I wasn't that face. I yeah. wear long, long braids. Uh-huh. I used to wear long nails and eyelashes and things. So, uh-huh. I didn't feel like I felt. I was, you know, like yeah. I didn't. I don't fit into this. Yeah. You know, I can't do this. I was fearful, but I kind of got over it. Once I got the first client, like a random person called mm-hmm. me really? and was like, "I want to buy a house." Uh-huh. 
and can you help me? And I was like, yeah, you know, not yep, knowing yep. anything about selling the house. So did that did that person like uh, see one of your like I said, you have adult commercials. Uh, so was it off of that or it was probably it just... was off social media. Oh, okay, so so you don't even track like you know how people get your I name. I have now, so now I have a notebook, and I'm old school. So yeah. now I do try to write a daily log, and I really just started doing this this year. I was like, mm-hmm. every day, and no matter who calls me or who writes me, I'm gonna track it. Yeah. So I can keep. You got, I have some well, data. I need some data. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You gotta know where you spend the I marketing dollars. I do have dollars. CMA this year, so right, I'm kind of giving. Look at that. You're doing better. Yeah. <laughs> Live your life. So I am tracking data now. And I, I feel like my hard work has been paying off. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Things you've been saying for years. We're going to listen one day. <laughs> no, people People are really, uh, you know, they starting to take, yeah, I think the pandemic actually um, changed people's mindset as far as like how they look at business. Mm-hmm. Because you had some people who just, they're, because they, they were comfortable in whatever position it was that hits. That income doesn't come in anymore. You got to do something because we still all have our bills and things of that nature or whatever. So I think it opened up a lot of people's eyes. I haven't seen as many people so excited about entrepreneurship, even just having a side hustle. I agree. I definitely agree. The pandemic is. I, 2020 was a great year. Yeah. Sorry, COVID. <laughs> 2020 was a great year financially. <laughs> I, I'm really devastated about COVID. I know it came and shook some things up, but I think it opened a lot of people's eyes. Yeah. It did. So I hope that answers the question about how I saw myself as a black woman yeah. in this industry. Right. So do you feel uh, you're still to be you, you're still able to be you in this industry, even though, like you know, like you said, I'll say it is like whitewashed or whatever. Yeah. Um, you still feel you're able to be yourself and represent the culture as well, and be a professional. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm getting into that because at first I was trying to change my look, change mm-hmm. my voice. Not wear mm-hmm. braids. Make sure my make sure I look a certain way. Uh, I, I can't even do a girl's work. Yeah, I, I, so no. <laughs> I did. You know, think that that's what I had to do in the beginning. I was yeah. like, I won't. You know, but then I was like, you know what? People are gonna like me because of me. Exactly. And so I can't, you know, think about anything else but who I am and what I want to bring to my clients. And the right people will come along and want to work with me. Yeah. Of course, I always mm-hmm. be professional. Yeah, you know, well, you know that's the standard. You know, yeah. everybody has to be professional. So, um, what are like you know, what I'm saying some real challenges or like how 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 did COVID like really affect the real estate market? Or well, there it? were a lot of like changes in lending because uh-huh. um, you know, like the requirements for loans and stuff like that. So, uh-huh. a lot of people lost jobs. Of course, you have to have a job to yeah. qualify for a loan. Yeah. So. I, you know, I think that kind of affected, but it really didn't affect me. I was still selling houses all year, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, okay. I think, okay, virtual. Yeah. They, you know, they were like virtual showings. People mm-hmm. didn't want people inside their homes yeah. because of the virus, which yeah. is understandable as yeah. well. Um, so we did do like, I used to say. Can you really drive a point home, though? Like, I, I guess really showcase a house virtually? I'm like, is that really possible? People are buying houses that they've never seen before. Really? They are. I was getting wow. offers on properties like, and they were in other states or other towns, like uh-huh. through a video camera. So it's possible. Okay. Well, I, I know it's possible. I was just wondering, you know, I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm I a would picky buyer. You know, I, I would I not. Go my preference is me as a person, but yeah. I, you know, some people are visual, uh-huh. so they can see their friendship yeah. in there, and I mean, yeah. it works for some people. Okay. Wow. I really like this look. I really want to take it. I I see the uh the website at is it black owned uh girl who uh sells those. Okay. Well, black owned girl but uh black girl in Atlanta. She does uh that. She also does the uh I got the shirt most likely to succeed. I think she does some other stuff too. She used to do paparazzi stuff and then she transitioned to doing like custom well it started off as uh clothes. Now she I guess, you know, that's more of an accessory or whatever. She's branching out to others. Stuff, and I so. thank you for my. Let's talk about my olive oil hemp. Uh-huh. Oh, chapstick. Yeah, well, lip balm. Yeah, yeah, it's better than chapstick. So, okay. yeah, I have a lot of women who love it. But like, I use it too. Okay. Um, but what they will do, they'll uh, apply it, and then they'll put like you know, I guess a mat or something over it, and they won't have to apply it anymore, and they love it, or they just use it. I mean, they only have to use it like maybe twice a day, all natural. 
uh, moisturizes the skin as well. Uh, well, lips. I've actually had some people use it on the like under their eyes and stuff because of uh because uh, of the um, ingredients. Like yeah, the ingredients in uh, eczema. Oh yeah. Uh huh. It definitely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm definitely loving real estate. Um, I hope my children want to get into it. They. I'm a mother as well, guys. So I have two daughters, Madison and Chloe, and they show houses with me. They can about show a house better than I can. Well, you know, it's something that they don't have to feel the pressure of it. You know, all the, you know, everything that comes along with showing the house, whatever. Um, kids just look at stuff differently. You know, I, I take some of mine whenever I do uh, pop-up shops and stuff like that, and I've had them uh, watch as I do transactions with customers and sell the products and stuff like that. So yeah. it's all about exposing them, yeah. you know, because we don't know what they're going to do. You know, just hope that they pick up the torch and move it right. <laughs> forward. So uh, you sell houses like in which geographical area? Are you just making base with a Robbins base, middle Georgia? So when you get your license, sorry, Katra, mm -hmm. um, no, you good. your license per state. So I can sell okay. a house anywhere in the state of Georgia. Savannah, okay. Atlanta, Brunswick, Augusta. I can make a real estate transaction, mm -hmm. sell a property anywhere in the state of Georgia. So if I want to go to Texas or Florida, I have to be licensed in that state. Okay. So have you, do you, like, where's your focus? Do you concentrate? My focus, I do try to concentrate on making it one of Robins. And okay. really middle Georgia. I do Dublin, Fort Valley. Mm -hmm. I've done, like, uh, mainly middle Georgia for right now because I'm here. I live mm -hmm. here and yeah. I'm born and raised here. Yeah. But I have so houses in other cities. Okay. What's the, uh, I guess, the typical, or do y'all have, like, certain ranges y'all try to stay within? Price ranges? Yeah. For no, selling houses? we sell houses. It all matters. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's a million dollars. I'm about to sell this bad boy. <laughs> it all matters. If it's a million dollars or $10,000, it might be, like, a $10,000 property. I yeah. try to, you know, definitely treat the $10,000 house just like I treat the million dollars. Okay, so you don't show any type of, as far as with service or some whatever, and try to prioritize. Some agents probably like, I'm not going to show that 10000 You know, there's yeah. some millionaire real estate agents, and yeah. you know some rich, successful real estate, so I don't think those million-dollar agents are going to be selling ten, twenty thousand. Yeah, because they don't feel it's worth their time. And, right. Which I get it. You know, you get to a certain lifestyle and transaction and stuff like that. You're used to, you know, a high volume and luxury and all that. So, yeah, I get it. So... Is is that uh something you plan to like aspire to become? I definitely plan on being a million dollar listing agent. Definitely. Um, is that luxury is? I'm a luxury girl, so I definitely want to get into luxury real estate. And once you mm -hmm. kind of get down that avenue, I think you really stay there because you're dealing with higher end clients, yeah. like you said. So yeah. If a, I don't think though, I would turn out a ten thousand dollar house. Even if I was a millionaire realtor, I would mm -hmm. still do the transaction with. A client Even if I had somebody in my office, yeah. you know, like I said, if I become a broker, mm -hmm. I definitely want to take the broker test. Now, I, okay. I will become a broker. I just yeah. don't know if I want to open my own broker. That's the uh, thing I'm kind okay. of on the fence about. I so, what, uh, what would be the difference in, like, as far as the benefit of, like, taking the test but not opening your own broker? I just want the broker status, I think, to say I'm a broker. Like, no, so, uh, sometimes there are... So, you'd be able to keep brokers. more of your money then? Is that... Probably. Okay. Brokers, are, but they, without taking on the responsibility of other people. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't want. You see, I had to shop. Yeah. I don't want to be I, I understand. Like, I don't think people get what it is to manage people, and when you start employing people, I'm like, because even at the office over at the uh, Holt Avenue the Southern Center, I'm like, what was the highest we had? I think 17 people on payroll, and I'm not saying they're bad. It's just managing people is a totally different aspect in business that some people don't get. If I became a broker, I would have to hire a manager. Yeah. Because I, I can't manage Yeah. Because <laughs> you I'm know. I'm bossy, but uh, I'm <laughs> bossy because I really don't like being the boss. <laughs> you boss if you don't like being the boss. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Oh, uh, Prince Chardonnay says, let's see. Hey, Andres. Hey, beautiful. Hi. At work, watching again. Be you, girl. Thank Look at that. That's what I'm talking about. You got a lot of support out there. Um. So, like, where do you, what goals have you, have you set, like, goals for yourself? I, feel, I have so many goal books. Um, I have so many notebooks and stuff that mm -hmm. I 
writing, journaling and stuff. And I look back at them all the time. I remember when I wrote down, I am a real estate agent. I am a millionaire real estate agent. Mm-hmm. I will become a broker. I, I I just saw that not, uh, I think I wrote it like two years ago and I just mm-hmm. saw it again recently. So, yeah. um, I definitely write goals constantly. My goals constantly increase. Mm-hmm. I want to travel the world. I want to step foot on every continent. So, yeah. for me to live that type of lifestyle, I definitely have to make a lot of money. So, I have to go yeah. hard. Yeah, no, no, I get it. So uh, let's dive into the uh, Women's Willing Empowerment. Willing Women Empowerment, my first baby. Willing Women Empowerment. Actually, I had a cleaning service first. That was my Uh first business. And then I got into, like, I wanted to start, like, a women's group. Um, I was just at a, you know, being a mother, single mother, single black woman here in Macon. And I just wanted, like, you know, to be surrounded by some like-minded women. Mm -hmm. Um, I never just made it official and just, nominated people to I would I just really let people come and go like mm-hmm. I didn't make I didn't delegate you do yeah. this you do that I always just made everything we did volunteer based if we yeah. did a cleanup project in the community volunteer yeah. if we did feed the homeless I yeah. did volunteer I just really wanted whenever you had the chance I know people have schedules people have kids like myself I it's hard for me to this day to stick to my calendar and my schedule I'm going hard trying to yeah. Uh, learn. Yeah, but it's a discipline. Yeah, I'm disciplined myself. Um, but I wanted to start something where I wanted to just give back and mm-hmm. be empowering because I felt like women empower me to yeah. be a better person. So not saying a man can't yeah. empower me or we can't empower kids. My specialty I felt like was connecting with women. Yeah. So I just wanted to develop something. I started doing networking events, like we had tea parties, we had the expos, we did mm-hmm. and shops and um, I just want to give back and connect with women and connect with community. Yeah, because I've made some contacts coming to your different events with self. And everyone says that. Uh-huh. Everyone has said that they met somebody at one of my events and they are still connected to their person. Yeah, yeah, I've met a lot of people. Uh, so are y'all going to have it and host it this uh, year or I, this year? I love Willow Women. On- I started in 2015. It's non-practice, 501c3. Mm-hmm. And so I I try to constantly keep something going. I will say, you know, me being in real estate now, mother two two children, and I have some other entrepreneurial things going on this time. Uh-huh. I cannot just put it on the back burner, and I cannot say when we will do. The last thing we did was a toy drive. We did a toy drive in December. Mm-hmm. So new events will be coming soon. I haven't put anything set as of yet, but. Mm-hmm. 2021, you definitely will be here. From How'd the toy drive work out? It was great. I think we raised about $1,200. That's dope. Yeah, we, um, so we yeah, went shopping, yeah, and we gave okay. the toys to about three different organizations. I just teamed up with other people who were doing oh, toy yeah, drives, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and we yeah. donated our stuff to their yeah, we uh, Andrea did that with Sequel with our nonprofit. Well, her nonprofit. I'm just I just sit on the board. Um, but yeah, we did that. I think we touched 15 families. And we originally were going to deliver them on Christmas Day ourselves. Same. Big old, we had big old bags and stuff. And one of the women that she does, uh, we do uh, this composting service. She uh, made arrangements to have people that she know. And they came to the office and picked them up, and they all delivered. Uh, I had Gerard. He uh, has his melanated uh, uh, community. I don't know what. I was, I was saying it right earlier today. <laughs> Millionaire Community Stimulation Project. Okay. He's on New Street. And he delivered some toys on Robbins and Macon. Has people delivering toys to, I think, Gray and Precise. And then some people here in Macon and East Macon and all that, whatever. Yeah, so it's just fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It, it was fantastic. And, like, really diving into doing stuff like that. You know, it, you know, it just touched my heart and things of that nature. So I don't mind doing Stuff like that, but teaming up, as you say. Right. I I got with Larry Guy and then Ray. I love mm-hmm. them. They always doing great things. Ray Wilson. Yeah. Great. And so they have one every year. And the kids actually came. Mm-hmm. So we had a line of kids outside. And to see the smiles on those kids' faces, they, we let them all get like three or four toys. Uh-huh. So they just, we had toys everywhere. They just picked them up and, you know, let yeah. them talk. It was just a joy to have, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's great to be able to, exactly, give, to back. give back to the community right. and, you know, empower the people and, just do different things. Like I've been doing this um, financial literacy workshop 
with uh, Whitney. And um, people have been enjoying it. Like, I host it on Zoom, mm-hmm. and I'll send out, the, I get the flyer done. I don't even put my name on it. No, not my face or anything. It's, it's all her. Okay. But I use my Zoom account and get people to register, and they send their email to the Bank Dad Radio Show. And we just, you know, go, and she oh, does her PowerPoint. I, 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 we're going to do another one in, uh, I think it's February 16th. So I'll, I'll I'm definitely got, I do have some things for real estate um, coming up. I'm doing a lot of home buying seminars and just really, you know, motivating people to own a home. Like, even if you really don't, maybe you want to live in an apartment, but you want to get you an investment property. Like, yeah. it's like we are capable of putting yeah. down barriers and owning stuff. Yeah. Like, you see how many much light and abandoned properties here in making. Yeah, 900 something uh, properties. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, I was really, I ride through all the neighborhoods from Hartley Bridge to Housing mm-hmm. Avenue from East Macon. I ride around. I live my mm-hmm. car. I think I put like $30,000 on my new car. I mean, 30,000 <laughs> miles on my new yeah. car already because I, I ride and I, I yeah. try to learn streets. I try, and I was like, it's, we have homeless people and people who, of course, renting. It's like a rental mm-hmm. city. But it's opportunities for people to invest in real estate and to really own something and yeah. make some money. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I have to tell people all the time, go buy, one, go buy all these different body uh, houses and stuff because you can get them for good deals and then just renovate them and fix them up. And then get you, like, it's, investment. it's like starting a business. I'm like, it's going to pay you over back time, over time. Yeah. You're going to make all your money back and then you'll be like, oh, man, well, I should have done this a long time ago. I'm like, yeah. Um I definitely want to tune into your financial literacy because I'm learning too. Like, I'm elevating, I'm growing. I just hope that when people see me, they see, you know, I'm born and raised in making. So yeah. I didn't always have, you know, yeah. everything going on. I always look like this and have mm-hmm. this going on. I really, you know, came from nothing. So yeah. to have something to be building a legacy now for my kids, I'm just honored. And I want to just show other women, men, and whatever that you can do it. Like, yeah, exactly. That is a success story right here. And with, I'm like, there's a lot of y'all who are born here and making something of yourself. Yeah. Since we're on that, do you feel that uh, Macon's image or even Middle Georgia? <laughs> Don't get me started. No, I'm just saying, you, to me, and this is my uh, perspective. Meeting all the different people that I meet and doing all the different things that I've been doing, to me, I see a culture shift. Right. I see a culture shift in that people are starting to now realize the potential that this entire area has and that there are a lot of stuff, things going on. They might not just hear about it or it might not be marketed the right way, but there are things going on. And that anybody who's really like, oh, there ain't nothing to do with making or there's no opportunity. I think it's just a mindset now. I felt like that. I will admit, you know, to my I feel like that for a long time, like growing up here, uh-huh. it's like it, that's all we ever saw was nothing. Yeah. We all we ever experienced was nothing. Like, and I, 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 I guess that's all the violence and the, you know, I'm not, I try not to get in politics too much. Yeah. Um, but I guess that, you know, stems to what's, what's going on in our communities, like the lack. And I can see why people say that, especially mm-hmm. if you were born in here and yeah. you, always was surrounded about it so you it takes that you know that mindset shift and just that mm-hmm. positive energy and just being around new people for you to really get out of that mindset yeah. it definitely is a mindset yeah. i will say that okay yeah is it so I it's feel- not making for say but if you're in those areas uh-huh. or you know you're born in the hood or uh-huh. you and that's all you see of course that's what you're gonna say yeah yeah. So you have to step outside of that box. Yeah, I think, you know, I totally agree with you with that. Because uh, I've had conversations with people where, like, they'll live on the east side of Macon and never went to the west side. And I'm like, what, what the hell? I'm like, come on. That is so true. I'm like, I go Especially all over the city. Especially last week, kind of, they ain't even uh-huh. coming to Macon. That's good. Yeah, I'm like, man, what's wrong? I'm like, I go all over. I've been, where you at? I'm all over the place. I mean, um, I definitely want to see Macon prosper. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm trying to be a visionary. I definitely try to be a positive person. I believe in manifesting. I believe in hope. I have faith. So mm-hmm. I just think it's going to be just going to take a lot of effort to change others' mindset. Because I can definitely see why people say that. I mm-hmm. can't say, oh, no one should feel like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I know why people feel that way. Yeah, well, I wish I get that point. Um, and like I tell people, like I used to tell people like years ago, right? When, when I, I knew that 
Georgia was going to become a blue state <laughs> back when I was in Fort Valley. And I picked up a newspaper. I think it was a Megan Telegraph. And I saw that Houston County's uh, growth rate was exponential at that time. It was booming. But it was a lot of Hispanic or Latinx or whichever ethnicity, right. you know, is a proper term for them. And I was like, yeah, Georgia's going to end up turning into a blue state. And I used to tell people that. And then, you know, this past election, like, it turned into a blue state. Um, I think and with all the transplants, I think people forget, like, I meet people all the time that is not from Macon, that now lives in Macon. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see, like, all the people who come from other areas come with their ideas and beliefs and culture and things of that nature. And they're actually help shaping this new and they love being here. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> love being here. I want to leave, Megan. I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> like, when I meet people, <laughs> I'm an honest person, sorry. I'm blunt. I'm, like, uh, I'm always like, I want to see the world, you know. Yeah. I want to live in another which, country. Which that's understandable, though, because you've been here, you know. My whole life. Your whole life. Yeah. So I get that, you know what I'm saying? So. I don't knock anybody who's from here who wants to go and experience something else. Right. I've had the opportunity But I'm to do grateful that. that people come here to our community and try to enhance it. Yes. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I Anything I can do years. to enhance, like, of course, I'm always yeah. going to go. This is my city. I was born here, so it has to be something special about it. I'm here. <laughs> but um, I definitely want to leave and move. Yeah. So I want to live more. It's understandable. So is there anything else that we haven't covered or, you know, anything you want to put out there? I definitely thank, thank now for having me today. This is a wonderful opportunity. I hope you guys got a lot of knowledge. Um, you can follow me on social media, uh, Brianne Rozier. Um, my, that's my personal page. My Instagram is at Brillionaire, B-R-I underscore L-L-I-O-N-A-R-E. And the main way to contact me is to just call me, pull up. I'm on Eagleside Avenue. Like my, my my cell phone number is literally all over social media. My I try to post and promote myself daily, so it's not hard to find me, guys. If you want to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, I will assist you. And if I'm not the real for you, I will help you find the real estate who will help you. Like I'm connected with a lot of people. And I support, you know, even other real estate agents. We're all in this together. I want to see everyone succeed. So if you're thinking about becoming a real estate agent, you have any questions, or like I said, if you want to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, please give me a call. That's what's up. So y'all make sure y'all reach out to Brianna. Um, She'll get you right. Go follow. Uh, tell everybody else about her. You know, just keep promoting, 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 because this is all about building with each other up. Go jump into some songs real quick and, you know, keep uh, supporting.
quite clear. Then I'ma help you focus through these glasses and my rear view mirrors of my fear, the image of my dear, the lizards that I see you through the futures of life. Yeah, behind you if you need me, you can call me and my ear is open for it all, even if it costs my tears to fall. We involved in these moments of life here. Won't judge it for the words that you tell me, cause I hear you love me and because of it I got you on right here. No matter your age, you were waking from nightmares and I swear. Everything's gonna be alright, so keep your head high. No one left behind, cause we family. I know when you're by my side, we can touch the sky. No limit to this hustle, keep grinding. By any means, I got your back. I stay down, never feel alone, even when I'm not around. Don't sleep on your dreams, baby. In my voice, I've been up practicing my Hall of Fame speech. Cause I'm here to do what Drake yelled out to take Keith. The architect of what y'all trying to replicate, we overstand. For 10 summers, I took phones to the finals, man. The recognition was never to go. It was to make hands lead the keys to open doors where you never could go. I need to look these CEOs in their face, then acquire the company and bleed it from the base. Then I'm sharing resources with my people every day. The dollar might crash, but information still pays. So here's a tip. The boy is still consistently in shape, and my mind is still light years ahead. And the Captain of the mothership, if you ain't know that you know now 